Several days ago, I was teaching a class on blame. And when we hold on to blame for a long time, the consequences that can happen. So often I see blame show up in my clients that I work with who either got hurt unfairly, who didn't receive closure, or who are still trying to make sense of something that just doesn't make sense. But here's the trick with blame. Blame just keeps hurting you. It doesn't change the situation. And it doesn't even always hurt the other person. Because sometimes they don't even know. So ultimately, at the root of it, blame just hurts you. Not only can it lead to unnecessary suffering, but it can lead to physical health problems, sleepless nights, anxiety, PTSD, depression. But here's the most important one. When you hold on to blaming someone or something, playing that blame game, it hardens your heart. And it does it just a little bit so you don't even know it or feel it. But over time, holding on to blame, continually playing the blame game, hardens your heart and leads to eternal consequences. If you want to learn more about hardening your heart, just on a side note here, or how to soften a hardened heart, I encourage you to read in the Book of Mormon. There are countless examples of individuals who hardened their hearts and felt eternal consequences and how it ultimately even destroyed their families and even their um, communities. So um, that's a really good place to go study how hardening our hearts can really cause us so much pain and suffering. Now, there's uh, three things. I kind of mentioned it already, two of them already, but I want to dig down a little bit and teach you about three things we tend to blame. Number one... Um, is that we blame someone else. It's really easy when somebody has caused us that hurt or pain or suffering to blame them. It's their fault. You didn't do anything wrong. After all, they are the problem. They did something. And you know what? That's probably true. So We've all been hurt unjustly, unfairly. And, and it was their fault. It wasn't ours. We didn't do anything wrong. So blaming someone else, though, is really awesome because it takes off ownership for us and it takes off any responsibility we may have had in the event. And like I said, sometimes we honestly 100% may not have had anything to do with it. But what if we did? What if we did contribute in a small way or in a part? Maybe a big way. What if we contributed and then we're still blaming the other person? You see, blaming someone else is so much easier than having to take a good, honest look in the mirror and say, oh, I screwed up. Because if I screw up, then I have to feel sorry. And then I have to feel like I'm not good enough. Or maybe I feel shame. Or maybe I feel guilt or embarrassed or whatever it is. But that's painful too. So blaming someone else is oftentimes so much easier and better than blaming ourselves. 
But if we are blaming ourselves, let it go. Give yourself that grace. Give yourself that freedom. And do what it takes to stop carrying any shame or blame or guilt on yourself. We don't need to do that. That doesn't help us be the best we can be. That doesn't help us move forward or make progress. So if you're stuck in that trap, blaming yourself, extend some grace. So the second second group of or category that we often find blame, if it's not blaming ourselves or someone else, a person, is that we blame a circumstance. We blame something else that doesn't talk back. We blame something that can't defend themselves. So a circumstance might be, oh, blame the economy. Blame the unemployment rate. Blame the government. Um, blame um, my the weather. Blame my finances. Whatever it is, we'll find something that sounds really true and good and might actually be the real legitimate reason for our suffering, but we extend blame there. So that's the second category is blaming something else. The third one is if we're not blaming another person or ourselves, we're not blaming circumstances, well, then we oftentimes blame God. You see, because if we're hurting and we're been hurt unjustly and unfairly and we're suffering and there's no logical reason for it, why would God make you suffer? Why would you have to go through these things? Why isn't he hearing your prayers? Why isn't he listening to you? He must not love me. He must not care about me. All those questions start swirling around in our mind and then all of a sudden, it's just easier to blame God. God's a really good resource for when things don't make sense. We can blame God. Now, I recently um, had an experience where I got to um, feel blame in the very moment I was teaching about blame. Now, I met, I started this podcast today talking about that I was, was teaching a class a few days ago about blame. And in the very middle of it, I found myself actually blaming a woman for my pain and suffering in that moment. So think of the irony. Isn't the Lord amazing how he teaches us? In the very moment I was teaching about how we need to free ourselves from blame, I started catching myself blaming a woman that I didn't even know for my suffering. So if you'll humor me for just a minute, I want to share this story with you. So this a uh, few days ago, I rented um, an Airbnb. It was an apartment style condo. And um, in this unit that we were staying in above me, I noticed one day, it was I think the second day we were there, I started hearing the woman screaming through the walls at what sounded like a child that was crying. And this cr- child that was crying was not just crying. It was like hysterical crying. It was like eating me alive to listen to it. And my heart was aching. My mind was racing. My thoughts were trying to figure out Is there something I should do here? Do I have any options? What can I do? What should I do? And it was kind of one of those moments where 
you're just not sure. Like, is this, is this really something dangerous or serious or is this not? And you just, you just don't know. I didn't have enough information at the time. I just knew I didn't like how I felt and what I was hearing. But then it stopped. It just stopped and it got quiet. But that stayed with me all day long. I pondered it in my thoughts. I pondered it in my prayers. It just stayed with me all day long. Something just wasn't sitting right with me. But I went on through my day and woke up the next morning so excited because this was the morning I get to meet with my special group of ladies and I get to teach this class that I teach once a month to them and um not only we were were we going to be talking about blame, which was continuing on from a previous class, but we were going to do an exercise on how to help move out of blame from the pain and the suffering part of it and find a way to use that energy to be more empowered and free from those feelings and um, move forward, make progress. And so I was just like super excited that morning, wide awake. The sun was shining. It was a beautiful day. Um, everything was going great. And about 10 minutes before the class started, as I was f- setting up final details and finishing things up, the yelling started again and the crying started again. And I was like, oh, (laughs) I can't even focus because I can't even get things set up because I'm so focused on listening to this and feeling that um, pain that's going on upstairs and not knowing how serious is it and what do I need to do? Should I do something? Should I not? So here's that battle in my head again. Um, What happened was I really had a class that was starting in just a few minutes. So in my earbuds went to try to help drown out some of the sound. I moved to a different space in this um, apartment unit. I tried to find somewhere where I could go and ways to drown out the extra noises so that I could really focus and teach my class. So the class started, but the yelling was still going and I kept getting distracted. And without even realizing it, I started making a little mental list of all the things that I needed to blame this woman for. I needed to blame her for distracting me while I was trying to teach a class about blame. I needed to um, blame her for distracting my thoughts and not presenting myself in the best way that I wanted to and could. I was needing to blame her for probably being a bad mom because, right, only bad uh, moms yell at their kids, right? (laughs) Wrong, but that's where my head was. I needed to blame her for being a yeller and parenting with that style. I needed to blame her for treating her kid that way. That was my little mental list I was making while I was talking to a group of women, mothers, most of them, about blame. Talk about the irony. Somewhere as I continued the class, the screaming stopped. 
And I was left wrapping up my class and moving on with my day. But see, here's the challenge. I have a very strong internal core value that says I must help people when I find out that they're in trouble. That is why I do what I do as a career. It's because I have a strong value that says my purpose is to help people who are in trouble. It's literally a part of my divine DNA. I've always had it and I'm grateful for that gift. But times like this one, it's really difficult to know how to help and what's the right way to help. You see, is reporting a mother to Child Protective Services the best way to help? That's pretty extreme, but was it necessary? Was it needed? I don't know. Is calling the police in that moment to say, hey, we need a welfare check done right now. Something's going on. Can you come check out this situation? Is that the best way for me to help a mother? I don't know. And I honestly thought, what if I just went and knocked on her door? But I felt strongly that that wasn't the right thing either. So now I blame her for putting me in a situation where I have to decide how can I help her. My nature is to help. How do I help her is my heart. But yet the battle is I also blame her for putting me in this situation when this isn't what was on my calendar for today and I don't know what to do. And I blame her for my struggle. The next day, I was packing up because we were getting ready to travel back home and I felt a strong, strong desire that I still needed to do something. But it was quiet at that moment. What could I do? I wrote her a letter because that is what I was prompted to do. I wrote her a letter. Now, I don't share this experience or this story with you for any other reason than to, sh- to help you see um, what I went through, my process that I went through when I found myself feeling unnecessary suffering myself um, and blaming another woman for it. It was totally unfair and it totally wasn't right. So this is my story and my journey. It doesn't mean what I did is right for you. I'm just hoping, though, that the words I share with you here coming up next maybe touch your heart and inspire you or open up ideas for you going forward that you can do if you find yourself in a moment where you're blaming someone. So if you'll um, bear with me for just a minute, I'm going to read the letter I wrote this woman. It says, To the mom living upstairs for me, past few days, as I have rented the space below you, my heart has ached for you. You see, at first I heard your child crying out, and I was worried for her. But then I realized, as I heard your voice, you are crying out too. I hear you. 
I hear your pain. I hear your frustration. I can feel your heavy load. I feel the pains you bear. Those pains you most likely bear alone. I know it's difficult and at times the words don't come. And if and when when words do come, they sound like anger and rage. But that's not you. For two days, I haven't known what to do. For two days, I've spent so much time wondering how could I love you? So for two days, I've prayed for you and your child. For two days, I have sent all the love, peace, care and can care and concern I can through your door. And maybe that's a silly thing to do and a silly thing to share. But I do believe in the power of God, love, and prayer. So today I wish you a peaceful day, full of hope and love, as you now know someone loves you, cares for you, and will continue to pray for you. And I signed it, your new friend. Now, a really amazing ending would be how I gave her the letter. Her heart was instantly softened and she began in that very moment to have a life-changing transformation and she and her daughter lived happily ever after. But no. As I said my prayer that morning before we left for a safe journey home, I felt impressed to take the letter home with me. Who knows, maybe I will mail it. Maybe I will keep praying for her. In fact, I'm sure I will. But here is what has happened so far. This story's not over. Here's what's happened so far. As I wrote the letter and prayed for her, I changed. My heart softened and I began a life-changing shift in a life-changing transformation. Because I remembered as my heart was softening my imperfect parenting moments. I remember times I lost my temper and was short with my kids. I remember moments I was embarrassed of my actions. And I hope and pray my children don't remember, but boy, do I. And I realized, glancing back over my life as my heart was softening, that in every one of those situations where I lost my temper or was upset or embarrassed in my actions or didn't handle something the way I should have, that at that time, I was going through something incredibly painful. Now that doesn't excuse my actions. Just because I'm going through something doesn't give me the right to take it out on somebody else or to blame somebody else for my choices. But it does help me remember and open my eyes to the idea that this woman is in pain and suffering and she needed love not blame, and especially not blame or judgment from someone who doesn't know her, doesn't even know what she looks like. 
I have no information on what's going on with her, her daughter, if there's a special situation or circumstances or a trial in her life. I know nothing. I have no right to blame her. I have no place to judge her. Now make no mistake. I have and will again in the future if needed. If there is someone in true life-threatening danger who is a danger to themselves or a danger to someone else, have no question that I will make that call to get them help in that very moment. But at this moment, I didn't have that feeling or that prompting. At this moment, the Lord prompted me to set aside blame and love instead. So I want to challenge you today as you're pondering or journaling about blame. I have some questions for you. And you're going to have to be really honest here with yourself. Be vulnerable. Be real. It doesn't help anybody if you're not um, going to go deep. It, going deep only helps you. So I hope you'll go deep. And I'm going to share these questions with you. And if you, um, And I really challenge you and encourage you to really take them to heart. So here's the first one. Who or what are you blaming for your pain and suffering? It's really easy if we have children, we can blame them. Sometimes a husband, sometimes an ex-husband. Sometimes it's a boss, sometimes it's a sister-in-law or a coworker. Sometimes it's somebody in your neighborhood or your church or your community. Who are you blaming and what are you blaming them for? Be really real and really clear and specific on this. And then how long have you allowed yourself to stay in this pain? This unnecessary pain and suffering. How long have you stayed there? And how long do you want to continue to stay there? Now, just a little side note here before we continue on. Remember that just because we're releasing our this pain and suffering around the blame, we're not excusing other people's actions. We're not saying that, that what somebody did to you was, um, was okay. That's a different journey. That's a different process. This is about freeing you from your bondage of a hardened heart. It's freeing you from that unnecessary suffering. Okay, Blaming doesn't change anything. It only makes it worse. So let's stop the blame and then put the right strategies and the right pieces in place for healing. That's what we're saying this is about. The next question is, What do I gain by continuing to hold on to this pain of blaming someone or something else? Now, you might think that's a funny question. What do I gain from the blame? I'm playing the blame game because I'm getting something out of it. We don't play games if it doesn't do something for us. So this is another dig deep. What do you gain by continuing to play the blame game? And then last, what do I need to do today to give myself permission to stop playing the blame game? What do I need to do today? 
And then please, as after you've pondered these, and if you start feeling a softening of heart, and if you decide um, to really stop playing the blame game and allow your heart to be open, let me know what happens. Share with me your softening of your heart story because you know what? They make the best stories. In the meantime, I wish you all an anxiety-free and a gratitude-filled day.